The following podcast contains spoilers for Stronger. You have been warned. Go Socks. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your Australian host, Miguel Magusta. Park the car in Harvard Yard. <laughs> As you can tell, we've been all around the world, but mostly Boston. Yes. Oh, man. I apologize How? to everyone from Boston. You know, we try to make these fun. But uh, mm-hmm. I suck at accents, so that's the best you're going to get. I'm sorry, not sorry. That was probably closer than anything you did. Yeah. I had That's the help crazy. of a, an accent translator, which didn't mm. help that much. Very nice. Go socks. <laughs> yeah, that part must have been on repeat, like, the whole time. <laughs> How you doing? I'm all right. I am very exhausted. I cannot lie. We had a friend come up from Atlanta, Georgia, and we kind of did all kinds of shit this weekend. We mm-hmm. went to uh, Philly. We got a cheesesteak. It was his first actual Philly cheesesteak. Uh, the one I usually go to is Jim Steaks, but sadly it burned to the ground what? Uh, a couple months ago. Like legitimately burned to the ground? It, it did. It God did. damn. Hopefully they um, can find a new location. They did find a new location, and I think they either are already building or will. Um, yeah. But uh, so we had to go to a new place, and we chose Stephen Prince of Steaks, which apparently they do not chop up their steak. Which uh, makes that's me not a, a Philly cheesesteak. That is not a Philly cheesesteak if they don't chop it up. Uh, nobody told me until, you know, we got it. I mean, I'm it was still it really good. Blast. Che- it was Steven, still a really good cheesesteak, but it was sure. not uh, It was not chopped. Steven, you are not the prince of cheesesteaks if you don't chop your cheesesteak, you son that's of a bitch. That's why he's the prince. He ain't no, no he king. He ain't no king, that's for damn sure. Um, but regardless, it was pretty delicious. So then, we, uh, then we went to the art museum. Uh, we dicked around back home a little bit. and Not, mm-hmm. not that way. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. We went to Shady Maple. <laughs> we uh, then uh, we went to Phoenixville. We went all over the place this weekend. It, it was a chaos, but yeah. it, it was nonstop just exploring and walking around. Um, it was fun, but yeah. very exhausting today at work. Sounds like it. Uh, after dropping him off at the airport, got to work and was like, I, I don't want to be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to sleep. Baby boy needs sleep. But between all of that somewhere, uh, we had watched a movie together. I had finished a certain movie <gasps> that had been lingering for the last week and a half. on the Western Front. I did finish it. Fantastic, oh, fantastic movie yes. altogether. I had to do it in sittings because I just didn't have time to do the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it was a great movie. Cinematography is crazy. So is the acting. So is the story. Um, then we had watched Knock at the Cabin. There's a review out that Miguel Magusto did himself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it is quite delicioso. Uh, see what we thought about the movie yourselves. Yeah. And then I had watched the last episode. Well, not the last episode. The recent episode of The Last of Us. It's fantastic. The show's so fucking good so far. It's everything a gamer could want mm-hmm. who's very passionate about their source material. Except for, you know, a lot of people are pissed because of the third episode. But they can get over themselves because it's fucking great character development. And then, of course, I watched Stronger, which we shall get into in a moment. Stronger! Shit, fucking Stronger, man! Go socks! I cannot get the Australian out now. I used to be pretty good at a Boston accent. I guess I'm too tired. I, I have know. never been good at any accent except for... Uh, and, you know, I'm not ashamed to say this because it was when I was dumb and didn't know better. I was pretty good at an Indian accent back mm-hmm. in the day. But, you know, 
uh, not appropriate to do that. Not, not it wasn't appropriate not, to do that then. It is not yeah. appropriate now. I know better now. So uh, mm-hmm. there we go. But uh, yeah, I watched a few movies. You know. Oh, nothing, nothing scandalous new. Scandalous little fella. Huh? Uh, first one I watched is Jennifer's Body. It's a movie I've been avoiding since it was in theaters in 2009 because mm-hmm. I think Megan Fox is not that great. Uh, Amanda <laughs> Seyfried is pretty good. But then I heard that like this was actually pretty good because it was funny. Yeah. Uh, it's so a movie you don't it. take seriously. Yeah. And f- it is better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. But. The Diablo Coda writing or Diablo Cody writing uh, in it, like the dialogue, that dialogue to me only really works when it's uh, Elliot Page saying it in Juno. Like yeah. it doesn't really work for anyone else. I think Elliot Page is the only person that can say that shit with and have it sound normal because uh, everything that they said was just like, oh, God. Like a little was, bit of yucky. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, but it was still better than I expected. I didn't love it. I didn't like it. I didn't hate it. I just didn't like it. I mm-hmm. didn't not like it. It's been Hold a very on. long time since I had seen yeah. that movie. Uh, then I had. I I, be, I uh, finished a, uh, a a short series. Kind of. I don't know if it's a short series. They might do it, but it's an anthology series. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Mm-hmm. Um, that is essentially just eight like hour long horror movies completely unrelated to each other different directors different actors everything uh it's essentially just like the twilight zone but with guillermo del toro's style to it Uh, really enjoyed it for the most part there's a few weak episodes in there as expected with an anthology some of them are not going to be as good as others Uh, but there were some that were really good my favorite one was i believe it's the third episode called the autopsy has Mm -hmm. uh f murray abraham uh, as the the lead actor in it, Emil Hirsch as well, probably. No, no, n- no nice no. Uh, reference to the the autopsy of Jane Doe, by the way. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, Cabinet of Curiosities. If you're a fan of uh, Guillermo del Toro, you'll probably really like it. I really liked it, uh, so check that out. Then for the 1001 movies you must see before you die, I watched one called 1900. Uh, it's a four hour long movie about. Whew. Italians in like before the uh, world wars and after the world wars uh, and after the revolution in Italy and everything. Um, it's got uh, um, Robert De Niro. Oh God, what's his name? He's the French actor with uh, Gerard Depardieu. Uh, mm-hmm. He's in it. Uh, Donald Sutherland's in it. Um, it has some really good moments, but there's no way in god's green and blue earth that it needed to be four hours long uh it was just really boring (laughs) for the most part i would say probably like 30 to 45 minutes of it were good which if it wasn't four hours would be pretty you know pretty decent but since it's four hours it's just like few and far between uh and then it's also just uh stupid because everyone in it's so fucking annoying uh and then like after the first hour, every ten minutes felt like an eternity. Mm-hmm. It was it was not good. It was a uh, not a fun one to watch. Not that it needed to be fun, but it had to be at least good, and it wasn't that either. I don't know why it's on <laughs> the thousand one movies you must see before you die. Good performances, I'll give it that. Uh, I think people just really like the idea of Italy, so they're very like, oh, Italy, look how Italian it, it is. Italy deserves four hours, so mm, mm, does it. <laughs> Uh, any Italian will say yes. I'm not Italian. Like yes, if you're there, definitely stay more than four <laughs> hours. But like for a movie, 
Yeah. That has very annoying people in it. Yeah. And bad score. Horrible score. The the, the the orchestration, the the music in it was horrible. Uh so yeah. 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 Oh shit. Oh, I exited out of it. Hold on. Wait Holy. a minute. Put a little love in it. Uh, then I watched Dumbo for the 1001 movies you must see before you die. Rewatched it. I uh, hadn't seen it in a long time. Still feel the same way. It's uh, not that fun. Not that good. It's I Disney's don't, Dumbo, I assume? Yes. I un- honestly don't know why it's a classic. It's not yeah. that good. Uh, because it's owned by Disney. Yeah, it's owned by Disney. That's the only reason. Uh, then we watched Knocked Out of the Cabin, which we have a review for that on the YouTubes. Then I rewatched Knocked at the Cabin the following day because I had nothing else to do, and I wanted <laughs> to go see a movie. So I went and watched it because it was the only thing that was really out that I wanted to watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, feel the same way about it that I did the first time. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, then, that's good. Then Caitlin and I, trying to get through the Best Picture nominations, watched The Banshees of Inner Sheeran. Still fantastic. Still love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the third time I've watched it now. Still has the second most oh, depressing line in all of cinema. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a great film. She thought it was fine. It's not really her cup of tea, but... Yeah, I could, I could see that. Yeah, I, I understand. But you know me. I, I loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. Then w- with, with my boy, my mm. favorite child, I, w- I watched the Inside baby. Out, um, the, uh, the Pixar movie. Bing mm-hmm. bong, man. Yo, Big Bong. Bing Bong. One of the saddest um, scenes in the world. Yeah. Uh, I really like, like that movie a lot. Uh, he seemed to be enjoying it, too. So, But, you know, That's he good. doesn't talk or anything, so it's hard to tell sometimes. One day. Uh, yes, one day. Uh, and then I watched Stronger, which we will get into right now. There was an explosion, and your legs... They're gone, bro. Welcome home. Is it good to be back? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, talking to you. What are you doing? Dancing. You try and make a hero out of me. You need to tell your family what's going on with you. Stronger is the inspiring, real-life story of Jeff Bauman, an ordinary man who captured the hearts of his city and the world to become a symbol of hope after surviving the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing. Directed by David Gordon Green, uh, Green, uh, written by uh, John Polano, Jeff Bauman himself, and Brett Witter. Uh, Two of those are the book, Stronger. Um, Jeff Bauman, obviously. Uh, Top cast is Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Tatiana Maslany. Uh, Miranda Richardson, Richard Lane Jr., Nate Richmond. There's a lot of rich going on in there. Lenny Clark, Clancy Brown, Patty O'Neill, and Not Carlos Patty O'Neill for Clancy is, Brown. Is Carlos Sanz by chance the the Carlos? No, I thought that too. Uh, it's it's a he's an actual Chilean actor. Mm, okay. uh, Chilean American. Um, he is American. Is uh, born in Chicago actually. I, I the only reason I said Chilean is because it was right there when I opened up the page. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a yeah he's from Chicago, um, but yeah I, I looked that up too. Uh, just you know, have the same name, but different mm-hmm. guy. Just Quinky uh, Dink. Would have been crazy if it was him because he was really yeah, good. He was. Um, but yeah, so this was your pick. Uh, mm-hmm. I believed you said you were on a uh, a Jake Gyllenhaal kick. 
Uh, I, so, I do love me some Jake Jillies. Um, yeah, yes. there was there's a scene that I had saw uh, many times, but I had never seen the movie. I had saw bits of it when it was in theaters, doing like you know, kind of just looking around the theaters and just you know, you poke your head in from time to time. You mm-hmm. you watch it. I think the parts where he was getting prosthetics is kind of a lot that I watched. Yeah, but there's one scene in particular that I saw, and I'm like, God damn, I gotta watch that movie one day. We'll we'll talk about that later. But so yeah, this was this was my silly little pick today. Yeah, and uh, I didn't know it was gonna be uh, as rated R it was as it was gonna be. To be honest with you, I'm glad because a yeah. lot of these. Uh, the, my biggest concern going into this is any time that there's like an American tragedy, and then they make a movie like less than ten years later. I would even say less than twenty years later. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, this is just like patriotism porn. They're yeah. they're trying to get people who are just like, yeah, America, fuck yeah. Um, and those those types of movies are like just genuinely hard to watch because they're trying to just do that. Yeah, and they're um, usually PG-13, so they shy away yeah. from like the the actual tragedy that it is. They focus mm-hmm. on the heroes, which you know I'm all for celebrating the heroes, but uh, let's not uh, jerk ourselves off to it while we do it. Um, so I was glad when the, I found out this was rated R. Not only did it feel more Bostonian because of all the, the F-bombs they dropped. And and the drinking and all and that. And the drinking, <laughs> yeah. But it, it also made it feel more real. It gave them more leeway to show the mm-hmm. actual violence, which at times felt like a bit much, if I'm honest, when they, yeah. when they had the flashback of him after the bombing. Uh, but at the same time, it's the same exact shit that the media played when it happened. I remember seeing uh, Jeff Bauman, the picture of him with, you know, his his femur bones sticking out of his leg, uncensored on the news the day that it happened. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so, you know, I, I guess I can't really fault them for that. It seems like Jeff Bauman was relatively involved in it. So I feel like he would have said, don't show that if they didn't want them to could be wrong about that i'm just speculating i mean but. he seemed to be a part of the marketing a good chunk in this yeah. um yeah. so i feel like anything that they had done hopefully uh he was he was a part of and gave you know the aoks and whatever yeah. a part a part of his life it's what it seemed to be now obviously i can't speak for that and we didn't necessarily do the research but it's what it seemed to be yeah so i that's, mean he's, that's he's at the uh there's pictures of him at the the premiere at uh the toronto international film festival uh, he's taking part in like questions at at TIFF, uh, mm-hmm. so it it does. You're right. It does seem like he's in the marketing. We're just going off of pictures here, so we don't. Yep. We didn't pictures look up and how silly it little videos without um, audio. <laughs> yeah, but you know, and as far as the gore shows, they really only show his injuries. They don't show like any anyone else's injuries. So mm-hmm. at least it didn't like try to do. You know, it didn't take anyone else's tragedy away from them without their permission. Uh, It it focused on him, which is one of the things I liked most about this is that it was very intimate after the bombing happened. Like it was mostly close ups uh, with the odd wide shot thrown in, but it was mainly focused on his reaction or Tatiana Maslany's reaction. Mm -hmm. It felt like more from not really a POV, but like his point of view on all of it. Exactly. You were you were kind of in. Well, that was a bad saying. I was going to say in his shoes. I feel like a dick now. Um, (laughs) My God. Uh, in his seat, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't expect too much ex- until obviously the, the the scene that I had watched before, and a lot of this is just genuine raw emotion, and it's real. Like uh, for a good chunk of this movie, uh, Jeff's 
and most of his family and friends are all kind of dicks. Yeah. <laughs> so it it doesn't shy away and make him seem like a hero. He's yeah. constantly questioning himself. He's like, why do you why do you guys keep calling me a hero? Why do you guys keep calling me uh, Boston Strong? Like, I've all I did was just call two guys out the bombers. You know, I just and yeah. you know he's psychologically he's going through it. It it does a very good job of like making like showing you what he's going through without expressing what he's going through out loud yeah. so you could see like the just shit that's going through his head and i mean just in his posture like he's you could tell he's very uncomfortable with everything yeah. like even when he's like uh doing the first pitch he did he does the first pitch because who the hell wouldn't do a first pitch mm-hmm. for, for their childhood baseball team and you know they're the team they're a fan of as well uh but when he goes to to uh be the banner Bruins. captain for the Bruins game, just very uncomfortable. Obviously, he has like a PTSD attack. Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious to know if that's actually like what happened. I, I I remember watching that game. I don't remember thinking that anything was wrong with him. Yeah. Uh, so if that is actually how he felt and like he had the the panic attack right afterwards, he held it together really well on the ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd be interested to, to find that out. Um, but yeah, you can tell he's very uncomfortable with all the praise and, and support he's getting, uh, which, you know, is honestly the best part of his character because he's he's not like glorifying or not glorifying. Um, he's not like basking in in the glory of what happened. He's you know he's going through it. It's very mm-hmm. real. I feel like it's how most people probably would feel, and to see just how his mom was kind of selfishly signing him up for all these things like she agrees to oprah before asking him Mm -hmm. uh in fact springs it on him in front of a bunch of people which is you know toxic in its own way because it it pressures an answer out of someone yeah uh and so so i really i mean i'm sure the actual patty is a lovely lady who's just super supportive of her son and this i feel like she was just overbearing and annoying and that could be uh, true as well that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean she's a bad person but it's just i liked how it how real it was it it we're we're not we're not here to judge her considering we don't know her i'm judging the i'm judging the character going off what this was yeah she was kind of not great yeah she was (laughs) and great job by the actress for portraying that miranda richardson was great um and honestly that just comes from me not liking like i'm probably considered a bad child because i like being by myself i don't like being checked on by my parents i'm I'm right i'm right there with you (laughs) yeah we're like i love my parents i love i love papa and mama hicks but i also just like having my space and being left alone Mm -hmm. did so even when i lived at home uh, with them and uh so anytime there's like a helicopter overbearing parent i'm just like it gets you anxious. It gets You're me like, very mm. anxious. Like anytime I went over to an Italian friend's house and yeah. his mom would just like be like making sure, like trying to serve us. I'm like, I, I can, I can do this stuff, man. Don't you worry. I can, yeah. I can do it. So it, it that, that's mainly on me for just like being anxious whenever people are like overly eager to talk mm-hmm. about me or, or, you know, rave about me or get me a drink, if you will. Uh, but she, even in the movie, she took it a little too far. At times, a lot too far, but... Yeah. She was also enabled by other people to do it as well. Mm-hmm. I'm, I just... I genuinely... A lot about this movie, I just kind of, like, 
the raw emotion everybody gave and the yeah. realistic uh, bits of how everybody would react to certain things. Like um, um, Aaron's Aaron's character come, like just genuinely feeling bad that uh, this happened to him and she kind of by his side and all that, but she's, they were broken up. So like they got this, <laughs> they're like, what? Uh, this whole thing on her own, like it doesn't just happen to one person, like to Jeff, it happens to everybody, like this psychologically everything that happened. So like, although uh, it happened to him, what does she do? You know, does, yeah. does she, it, like is the burden on her, even though he tells her it's not, it's, it, I like that whole thing. Yeah. Um, it, it shows that it's not just the character going through it, um, it that it's characters. Yeah. Um, happening to them all plural um they did a pretty good job on that and the scene um i, I want to mention this specifically before i forget it uh i sent you the message they had like a little chuckle moment it was weird it was weird but it was like a kind of break in the tension a little bit of how serious it got pretty fast um where uh jeff falls out of bed and like just he forgets i guess he that he's got no legs anymore and he just falls to the floor and he's just kind of groaning, and the mom and the aunt are like, "Jeff, are you? What are you doing? What's going on?" And he's just like, "Oh,", oh. and I. It took me so off guard; I was not prepared for it. Yeah. And the aunt's just like, "That's great. He's got no legs, but he's busting loads everywhere." I'm like, <laughs> "What?" I, I was just like, uh, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just took me so off guard, and I that, thought it was just a genuinely funny. And that's moment. just like it, a helicopter parent thing, like being way too open about that stuff. Like, oh my god, especially the part where the mom comes up and is like, "Did you have sex with my son?" Yeah, what? I was just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, parents, words of the wise: If you live with your adult kids and they have mm-hmm. sex, just act like you didn't hear it if you heard it, or if just, you suspect it. Just zip it. it up, please. Just, just ignore it. They're mm-hmm. adults. They can bang if they want to. I don't care if you sleep across the hall, but dear God, please. <laughs> yeah, um, but the, the uh, you're, you're absolutely right about like uh, the the raw emotion. Probably the best part, um, as as far as raw emotion goes, is probably one of the more subtle moments uh, when uh, Aaron, played by Tatiana Maslany, it's like mm-hmm. right after the bombing happened. She's in a bar, calling her friends, letting people know she's safe and everything. And she sees Jeff on the TV and she, you know, any other movie like would probably have her like scream or cry or whatever. But she just kind of like she stops breathing and then realizes she's not breathing. Yeah. And and kind of like starts to make herself breathe like while fighting Mm -hmm. back tears and everything. It was a beautiful, beautiful, subtle moment. Uh, and performance by Tatiana Maslany. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it really, when I saw that, I knew I was going to at least respect a lot of the choices in this. Uh, yeah. Director David Gordon Green, of course, Halloween, uh, Halloween. <laughs> the kills new Halloween series. Halloween ends, yeah. Um, and also, he plays a cannibal in uh, Bones and All. Oh, uh, look at that. Yeah. But uh, he. When I saw that was this was him, I was like, "Oh, that's weird," because this is not like anything else he's done yeah. really. Um, this is slightly better than the other stuff. Holy yeah. crap! <laughs> My favorite part, uh, first of all, uh, Jeff's manager Kevin is the real MVP. But mm-hmm. when he came into the hospital, it felt like an advertisement for Costco. Yeah, or just like, "Oh, we have this insurance, this insurance, this insurance," and then later on, he brings Duncan. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just it felt like Costco and Dunkin' Donuts 
or sorry, I think they just go by Dunkin' now. Where like it's both. They still have Dunkin' Donuts on yeah, a lot of their buildings. Or like product placement, and it, it was just funny how obviously they had done that. Yeah, uh, and you know I don't hate it. It, it was just kind of a funny, surreal moment. Also showed that Kevin is the real MVP. and uh, he, was, he was pretty fucking solid. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought. I was telling Caitlin mm-hmm. uh, that like I wasn't excited to watch this movie just because, you know, the whole patriotism porn thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's not starring Mark Wahlberg, so there was a good chance that it wasn't going to be that, <laughs> and I should have known. And it definitely did not, and I'm glad it didn't. Yeah. Um, I there's like one real kind of flaw that I had with it, and it's kind of how fast he kind of changed his, you know, the turnaround of his character. Um, at the just end, kinda, or yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, that was it, rushed. It just kind of seemed too fast. Like he's, it, it tells you a lot in this movie that he's not a great person after what happened, or even during, like before what happened. Yeah. Um, and then like one thing happens, you know, and then. Boom. He's just like, I got to get my shit together. Yeah. Like, it made yeah. it cringy towards the end. Like, it was just like, it, it, it felt like, a, like hall, a... It was like a Hallmark moment. Exactly. Like, or or movie of the week or whatever, uh, you know, wh- whatever you want to call it. And yeah. how, also, uh, th- I'm bringing this up because this was like the turning point. How the fuck do you stand Tatiana Maslany up? Like, yeah, well. she just seems like the, the greatest gal in, in all the world. It is Jake Gyllenhaal. That you you know what? Mm-hmm. I should have I should have gathered that. No, but you know she's she, I don't know. I I just loved her character in this, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like all of her performances just bring such a joy and honesty to things that I I just I like her as an actress and the few things I've seen her in. Yeah. How dare you stand her up, Jake Gyllenhaal? But also <laughs> you're Jake Gyllenhaal, so um, there we go. And then I guess kind of really the the last thing that I want to speak about is that this is scene that kind of pushed me to this movie, mm-hmm. which I had as well, where they're kind of, um, Aaron is kind of telling um, Jeff that she's got you know a big secret coming up, and uh, Jeff was just kind of being a piece of shit and stood her up at a diner, and how dare you? She's super pissed off, so now she's passively very. Uh, harshly, justifyingly so, uh, giving him a pregnancy test, and then he just goes into this f- like fit of how he can't he can't raise the child, he can't chase after it, and he can't he like how he was there for yeah. her, and uh, it was just it was so good. And if I hadn't seen that, like I was I was welling up a little bit, but if I had not seen that scene before. I think I honestly I would have broke a little bit yeah. because it was it was so good. Just honestly, just, it was from the core. Yeah, everything he says, if he hadn't been acting like a total dick leading up to yeah. it, would have been completely justified. They're they're you know, for someone who just lost their legs, they're very justifiable feelings, mm-hmm. and they're still valid even though he was a dick. But like, I personally was on while empathizing with him was just like, you're kind of making this about you, dude. Like this Mm is, it's not something she trapped you in. It just kind of happened. And you got a man up in a way. Yeah. I hate that term, but also if you get someone pregnant, you got a man up. I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, it it was a freaking solid scene. And, uh, I, that was definitely the most enjoyable part of it. 
Yeah. Other than the fact that it didn't, it wasn't very patriotic. It wasn't you know, praising him to be here. First off, the last thing I forgot. I if you see somebody with no legs and you walk up to them and you fucking go, yeah, that was a conspiracy theory, right? Fuck those people. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I would punch you in the face if I was just at that bar and I just overheard that. Oh, absolutely. That is such how do people think like that? This dude doesn't have legs. People are and you're just fucking like stupid. They're insanely mental. They've been brainwashed by whatever side of the aisle they they worship. It's admittedly, it's mostly the right side of the aisle. There are some left <laughs> yeah. lefties that are conspiracy conspiracy yep. theorists as well. Uh but you know, the whole idea of false flag operations where like there's actors and everything. I I want to pose this to people to really think about next time they think there's actors in a tragic situation. If the government really wanted to use this to control you, why wouldn't they just fucking do it? Mm -hmm. Why would they hire actors, loose ends who could potentially come out and talk about it later? Why wouldn't they just blow people up? Yeah, it's it's crazy it's like, to me. When, when, when people started saying that about Sandy Hook, it was like, if the government yeah, wants God. to control people, why wouldn't they just shoot up a school? Yeah. Like, if, if that is why, why wouldn't they just do it? Why would they hire actors? Like, it's yeah. so much easier, as horrible as it sounds, but if you're talking about an evil government like this, as horrible as it sounds, it's just easier to do it. Mm-hmm. So... But slowly, I, I, that's the dumbest slowly moving theory. away. Sorry, you, you got you 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 dug deep in something no, that's been I'm sorry. eating it's, at me for twenty no, years. It's so, it's so f just genuinely fucked up because there's there's tons of dickheads like that, and yeah. it, it drives me nuts. Like even if you're thinking that, Keep think it to, it to yourself. yourself. Keep it to your fucking self yeah. because hey, go. Oh, on. that's that's that actor I saw on the news. Yeah. Oh, that was totally acting. Even though I saw you on live television, I saw with your, your legs femur blown sticking off. out of your legs. That's crazy to me. Yeah. The, just the audacity. Anyway, moving forward. That's yeah. all I had to say about that. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> even if yeah, he this, wasn't real and it's just fictional. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Um. But I mean. Thoroughly, I just I just enjoyed this movie for the most part. Same here. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good and better than I expected. The and ending got really cringy for me. But yes. Other than that. Uh, the the rated R it is graphic, um, and it's a, it's in a good way. It takes you, um, it just kind of takes you back. You're like, oh shit, Jesus Christ! That no, that is horrifying. Now I remember that it was very, very, very fucking bad. Not that yeah. it, not that it wasn't when I thought of it, but still, it's like it just kind of a flash to reality like oh my god yeah i mean i remember yeah. where i was uh when i found out about it um it's i don't know it's i remember that day very clearly mm -hmm. but uh but yeah yeah so uh there we go then <laughs> <laughs> i think so so that does it for a review for stronger that brings us to the judgment as always it needs to be unanimous decision whether or not it goes on the kfr shelf with the likes of apostle and handmaiden glenjamin button this was your choice mm -hmm. does it go on the shelf uh I, I i think i want to put it on the shelf uh i wish there was an extra five minutes of the ending yeah to slow it just down a to, bit. just to kind of slow it down and make you feel like you're actually progressing with him going to the therapy sessions all that working hard to be a better man mm -hmm. i wish that was there a little bit more but i think overall it, the rawness of it is just it's genuine yeah so i i would say i would say yeah 
Yeah. Uh, I was going to say whatever you said, because um, for, go either for way. the majority of the movie, it was uh, a four, or maybe, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a four. And then with the cringy ending, it, it knocked it down to a three and a half. Same. But up until like the last 10, 15 minutes, it was a great movie. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to knock it down off the shelf just for that. So I would say it also goes on the shelf. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Stronger does make it on the shelf with the likes of Apostle and Handmaiden. That brings us to our assignment for next week. It is streaming roulette week. Bada bang. I never thought I'd say this, but I get kind of excited now for streaming roulette. I think it's fun, and I'm <laughs> glad you came up with the idea, Glenn. I th- Yeah, totally me. <laughs> yes. So for those, well, you did come up with the idea, and then I figured out how we did the idea. So Like it, I said, totally me. Yeah, take, your, <laughs> take the credit for it. Uh, but for those of you who don't know how it works, we spin a very real wheel the size of Rhode Island that has every movie on every streaming service we subscribe to. Uh, we spin it three times, and then we pick which one of those three entices us the most. So without mm-hmm. any further ado, here comes the first spin of the very real wheel with these reveal sounds. <gasps> Loveland from 2014. Uh... I pulled up a nice little ski resort. That's cute. Yes. Uh, it's going to be on Amazon Prime, 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb. 24-year-old Ivy sterilizes needles at a tattoo parlor in a small east town, east Texas town. She has, intellectual, she has an intellectual disability, but she hides her label with grace, wearing bracelets over her medical information bracelet to keep her state-issued ID safely and hiding in her purse. Uh, it continues on, but I'm going to stop there. It's directed <laughs> by Joshua Tate, written by Paul Gleason and Joshua Tate, starring Monica Gassior, uh, Michael Levine, or Iovine, uh, Camilo Arias, uh, Angela Bennett, uh, and a bunch of other people. Uh, Julie Erickson, I recognize her. What's she from? Who are you, Julie Erickson? Oh, she's from Bernie. That's how I know her. And uh, Harold and Kumar go to Guantanamo Bay. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so that is going to be Loveland, and that is on Amazon Prime. That is our first spin. Here comes the real spin with real sounds number two. The Transporter. The first one. We lucked out oh, with that. Oh, shit. Yeah. From 2002. Uh, I'm, luckily, we didn't get any of these things. It's going to be... ooh. Okay, hold on. We'll have to see what else this is on because it says MGM Plus, which is a addition to Amazon. Uh, it's also on Paramount Plus. Uh, there is a chance that it would have to be an upgrade or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, it's on Roku Channel for free with ads too. There we go. So Transporter, that is uh, two thousand uh, two six point eight out of ten on IMDb. Uh, Frank Martin, who transports packages for unknown clients, is asked to move a package that soon begins moving and complications arise. Move a package that soon begins moving. Like the package moves, like physically moves, or he's moving the package so it's moving. Mm, yes. That's that's a weird phrasing. Directed by Louis Leterrier and Corey Yun. Uh, written by Luke Besson. Okay. Uh, Robert Mark Kamen. It is starring Jason Statham, Shu Key, uh, Matt Schulz. Uh, Francois Belriand and Rick Young. Uh, that's all I recognize there. And that is the transporter on Roku Channel, MGM Plus, Paramount Plus, uh, and probably others as well. So yeah. that is transporter spin number three. Struck by lightning, 2013. 
It is a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. It is a high schooler recounts the way he blackmailed his fellow classmates into contributing into his liter- to his literary magazine. Directed by Brian Danelli, uh, written by Chris Colfer, starring Chris Colfer, Rebel Wilson, uh, Christina Hendricks, Dermot Mulroney, good old Dermot Mulroney, mm-hmm. uh, Allison Janey, Scott Bailey, and many other people. That is going to be on. Uh, it's a rental thing. Oh no, it's on all the yep, free ones. It like is Tubi, on almost everything. <laughs> yeah, Tubi, Pluto, Peacock, Plex, Freebie, Crackle, and Roku. Uh, it's on Peacock, Premium, Philo, and Hoopla as well. Um, yes, so that is Struck by Lightning, The Transporter, and Loveland. Mm. Tough, real tough decisions, to be honest with you. I am leaning either Loveland or The Transporter, uh, although the existence of Dermot Mulroney and Struck by Lightning would make me okay with that one as well. Yeah, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I... Man, I really don't want to see the transporter. <laughs> okay. If I was fucking lying, oh, <laughs> I really want to see the transporter again. <laughs> You've seen it before? I haven't seen it. No, I haven't necessarily seen it. Just watched it a thousand times when I was <laughs> when I was thirteen. Oh <laughs> uh, well, we'll see if it holds up. I guess so. Uh, transporter, it is. Mm-hmm. Frank Martin is the best in the business. Seventy-five thousand. Half now. Have on delivery. He never made a mistake until today. What kind of deal am I in? Deep trouble. You know what to do. Quiet. Come on, go, go, go! Why'd you try to kill me? You broke the rules. You opened the package. Rules are made to be broken. So yes, that is the transporter on MGM Plus, Paramount Plus, Amazon. Oh no, it's renting. Uh, and Roku Channel. Uh, transporter is our assignment for next week. Thank you everyone for listening. As always, you can check out our website at www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore Film underscore Review. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Keystone Film Review, and on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I'm Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we move something that's moving. So is it moving or is it moving? It's transported. It's definitely transported, but how mm. is it moving? Is it moving while it's being moved or is it moving? So Just, just give me moved. a fucking cockies. Yeah, give me a cockies. Go just give socks. me a cockies. I got to transport this fucking thing. No, in all seriousness, go Phillies, go Birds, go Sixers, go Flyers, all that. Mm-hmm. Go Union. Yeah, go, all go, the sports teams. Go us. Go us. Look We're at us. We're one big fighting family. Who'd have thought? Not me. Bye, everybody. Bye.